Hello, this is the uh, second episode of the All Fly Podcast. Um, I would like to apologize that, you know, there had been the lack of uploading. Um, it's just been a crazy, crazy window of time. Um, but I'm back. I'm ready to talk Hornets. And let's get started. Um, I've got a few things to talk about, and I'm still going to try to squeeze it into that 30-minute frame. Um, first thing... I want to get started on was Summer League. You know, that time I missed, it involved Summer League, and um, it's it was a, I don't want to call it big, but it was the first basketball we'd had since the tragic loss to Atlanta. Um, so we got Hornets basketball. And it, well, it started off rough. James Booknight, the rookie, everyone was excited to see from last year, didn't get much burn in the league. This was supposed to be his sort of, you know, I'm back, I'm ready to ball on the main team, and he got injured. Um, he should be ready for the season. Um, Mark Williams, the pride and joy of our team that we drafted, um, came out, played <laughs> played great defense. The offense had a lot to be desired. Um, a lot of missed shots down low. Trying to make his own shot, that's not really him. Um, but, you know, eventually he'll get there. That's something that also I have down on my notes is we had no playmaking, no playmaking. Jalen Crutcher, Figueroa, it's, it, that was not a good playmaking duo. So I think that, you know, when he gets mellow, when he gets a little bit more playmakers, he'll be a lot better offensively, but he showed he can come in. He's going to impact all the shots. Even if he didn't get blocks, which he got a lot of, he was going to go in and make you think about putting the ball up on him. And that's what we need. Nobody thinks twice about seeing Mason Plumley down low. That's that's barbecue chicken. It's 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 nothing nothing to nothing to be worried about when you're trying to drive. And that was the biggest problem with our team. And I'm thinking that Mark Williams will 100% fix that when the time comes. Um, our other first-round pick from last year, Kai Jones, who I was excited to see. I thought he was going to absolutely ball out on this summer league roster. You know, there was the main attractions were him, JT Thor, Mark Williams, and it was supposed to be James Booknight, but he wasn't there, and then Bryce McGowan's. Everybody else, you know, they were cool to have on the team. It was nice to see a bunch of people get the burn. You know, Jello. I'm not even going to mention him. He didn't do much of anything. I'd still like to see him on the Swarm. I think there's something there, but it's, you know, you can never really tell. But he's been killing it in the, I think he's playing in the Drew League. I could be wrong. But he's been killing it wherever he's been playing. Um, But Kai Jones, you know, the, the first game comes out 0 for 10 from 3. And that was something he had proved and proved, you know, through posts on Instagram, stuff like that, that he had been working on all summer. Or all offseason, my bad. Um, and it was just not there. I mean, his mechanics looked all right, but it was just brick, brick, air ball, brick, air ball. And it was it was terrible. All, all the games. He made one three that I can remember. That's it. 
you hit one three and you were supposed to be our prized pride and joy that just needed a just needed a season or two which you know this second season might be the one that really flips the switch for him but I mean I didn't see enough out of him that he can come onto the Hornets roster and really provide um you know between the lack of consistency with shooting or <laughs> the lack of shooting um the playmaking that he thought he was Kevin Durant you know especially the last game we were down to the wire Kai Jones decides to dribble the ball up gets ripped that's the end of summer league for us um and it was just it was rough all around offensively you know he had good dunks that's what he is he's athletic he can dunk the ball from anywhere no matter who's guarding him so that's one thing to keep keep an eye on and that's going to be his saving grace if he does get on the roster this year but the expected roster something I'll get into next section of this uh podcast um his defense his defense was immaculate i mean he was able to guard in space he was able to guard down low now granted once he gets into the league and he's getting up against bigger bodies you know once you go and you play against the uh you know the the carl anthony towns of the world who's better fruit shooting threes but he's still a big body you know you'll face those big centers joel Embiid, nikola Jokic, that You've got to be strong. And Kai Jones, while he doesn't look weak, I mean, he doesn't – I don't know if he can get down there and bang with those massive, massive guys. Um, so that's going to be something I want to see too is how strong he is if he gets a chance in, in the, on the roster. Um, and the last little note I had about Summer League was JT Thor. JT was the rookie who got the most minutes last year on the Hornets. Um and he played well. I mean, you know his defense. You knew his defense was there. The three pointer was something that I was pleasantly surprised with. I knew he could somewhat shoot it, but this was, you know, unexpected. I'll say he shot very well. Um, athletic. I've given my spiel about him in the last episode. So all in all, I mean, I was expecting a lot out of him, and I didn't get much. You know, he shot well. He played good defense. Rebounded a little bit, but. I was comparing him to Giannis in the last episode, like a like a rookie Giannis. That's what I saw him as, and he's proven zero ball handling capabilities. He would get the ball, and he'd look scared. He wouldn't be able to dribble. He'd just kind of be frozen in fear, and, and that's not what you want to see. You know, I I wanted to see him be able to go in and make plays with the ball in his hands, and it just didn't happen. I mean, he had some good dunks. He had some good three-pointers but all in all it just wasn't there um so I'm definitely definitely expecting to see a lot more out of him come the you know come the regular season um and you know of course can't leave this section without talking about his (laughs) game one and three ball um I was unbelievably hyped watching that in real time um I'm Shout out to uh, Doug Branson, Locked on Hornets. If anybody's watching this that doesn't listen to them, go listen. It's a great, great Hornets podcast. Um, But he's been the leader of this more Thor movement. And I, if he can go in, play defense, and shoot threes, and maybe develop his ball handling along the way, that's all the Hornets need. 
the three and D, the defense was not there last season from the Hornets, and he, him, and Kai Jones and Mark Williams can all provide defense. Um, and it's it's going to be exciting to watch. I hope that we really get to that part in the season where that's what we get to see. Um, and that's going to be it for this section. I don't want to bring it up, but I have to at least say something about this Miles Bridges situation. All this has gone down since my last episode, and I want to apologize for not being up on it or anything. But I'm not going to say much. Um, you know, it's it's always innocent until proven guilty, but there's been a ton of of things against him, and we'll see what the league does. We'll see what the legal system does. Um, it just doesn't look good for him. And if we are without him for next season, we'll just have to improvise. Um, so that's going to be something to look forward to. Um, and now for my next section or the, of the podcast, um, we're going to bring up lineup and position predictions and sort of what I expect out of all of these players. Um, maybe, maybe bring up where I think this team will be in the future, um, without Miles Bridges, but that, that'll be for later on. So position predictions. This is um, where I'm going to start previewing where I think all the players will be next season and what I think the lineup will end up being. So I'm going to start off with, of course, the point guard position, our cornerstone, hopefully (laughs) our pride and joy as Hornets fans that we haven't had in a long time, LaMelo Ball. LaMelo is on a superstar trajectory, if you ask me. He's been amazing honestly and I think he will keep it up next season um you know last season he played great he was an all-star and an all-star at 20 years old is really remarkable I mean he went and I mean balled out he showed his three-pointer he showed um his playmaking and he showed that he can really be that star that we need. Um, last season, he averaged 20 points, seven assists, seven and a half assists, and six and a half rebounds. That was good enough for the second highest scorer on our team, besides one Miles Bridges. But we're not going to bring that up. Um, and that was amazing stats from. Lamelo and it's going to be, you know, I think even better this upcoming season. Um, defensively, he wasn't terrible. He wasn't great. I mean, he averaged one and a half steals a game, which are a lot of gambling steals. Gambling steals give up points, but if he can keep doing them consistently and if he can improve on his defense and make it to where he can come back well, once he gives up, or once he jumps on a bites on a steal and doesn't get it, then it, I won't really care. Um, averaged half a block, which I'm not expecting him to get many blocks. He's not, you know, banging down low with the big guys. That's what Mark Williams is going to be for. But I'm I'm very excited. I think that he can, you know, improve upon where he was. I mean, he he bumped up to 38 percent from three, which is, I mean it's amazing. 
Um, but the one place he needs to improve is on his finishing. Um, he was not great at finishing at the rim last season, and that's something that you would expect someone that's 6'7", going against guards, being able to do. Um, he did do a decent amount of iso ball. He played a lot off screens, but definitely if he can finish better around the rim and get a little bit stronger, then I think he can get up to 25, 26 points a game. Um, and obviously, having somebody like, you know, um, Mark Williams, who I'm hoping will eventually crack the starting rotation, um, having him as a lob threat and, you know, hopefully having Gordon Hayward to sort of take a little bit of the offensive burden off of him, that can help him not be the only person that you worry about on offense. Um, so if I had to give a final stat prediction, I'd say probably 26 points a game, seven rebounds, and eight assists. I do think he'll improve. Um, steals, maybe. Maybe getting up to two, but that's really a, sort of a stretch. <laughs> but we'll say it anyways. Um, next, Terry Rozier. Um, I, I hate to say it, I'm in the camp of I think Terry needs to be traded and Book Knight needs to be able to break the starting rotation. Um, but they're basically, if you ask me, they're the same player. I mean, they're both offensive guards. Not great at playmaking, but Terry does a lot more playmaking than Book Knight really has ever done. Because um, when Book Knight gets the ball, Book Knight shoots the ball. He doesn't stop and think about, you know, hey, this guy might be open, you know, this guy might not be open. He just thinks about, you know, oh, I've got to, I've got to go and I've got to get this, uh, you know, I've got to get this bucket for the team. And that's not what he really needs to do to be impactful. I mean, um, Terry goes in. Terry basically played our backup point guard last season because, you know, and up until the trade deadline and when we picked up IT, we didn't have a backup point guard. We had Ish Smith, but Ish Smith barely played. Um, you know, that's not really what you want out of your backup point guard. You want your backup point guard to be able to come in, especially when you have someone as young as Mello, you want them to be able to come in and give some support. Um, but he didn't do that. So, But last season, Terry had 19.3, 4.3, and 4.5 rebounds and assists, respectively. Terry is a very dynamic guard. He's fun to watch. He brings out these park moves that you wouldn't really expect, but, you know, not much playmaking. Um, I'm expecting Terry to be packaged and shipped off to a contending team that can really use him. Um, but if he does stay on the Hornets and he does stay in that starting rotation, I'd say Terry could have, I think he can break 20 this season. He can break 20, especially if Miles doesn't play because he's going to have a lot more shots. He can break 20, probably about 20 and a half. I don't think he'll get many more rebounds because we have a better rebounder coming in and Mark Williams so maybe he drops down to four flat or a little bit lower um and they definitely won't be asking him to do as much playmaking if we have a backup point guard so I'd say probably about four assists as well but he'll be a lot more impactful on the offensive end which is what you're wanting out of Terry Rozier now on to Gordon <laughs> Gordon Hayward the 
most argued on Charlotte Hornet. Um, you don't know whether you want to like him or not because, you know, he doesn't play. 2020, he played 44 games. 2021, he played 49 games. And we're paying him, what, $20, 25000000 million? I mean, it's, it's too much to be paying him just to get 49 games out of him. Um, and I feel like even in those 49 games, he's been a little underwhelming. I mean, Gordon came in to be this offensive stud. And, I mean, he's done what he does. I mean, doesn't provide much. <laughs> doesn't provide much defense. But he hasn't provided much offense. Um, last season, he had 15.9, 4.6 boards, and 3.6 assists. That's not what you expect your veteran and your leader to do. Your veteran and your leader, even though he's not a point guard, should have more than 3.6 assists. Granted, 49 games, not enough to really go in and spread the ball around, but 15.9 points is not nearly enough for what you're paying Gordon Hayward to do. Um, I also think Gordon Hayward needs to be gone. I do think he'll be gone. I think he'll be shipped off to a contending team where we can get back, you know, hopefully something young, but that might not happen just because his value is so low. Um, with the injury concerns, but I think next season, if he does stay on the team, because I'm just going to use these hypotheticals where he does stay, um, I think he'll average with the workload being sort of um, increased without Miles, you know, making all these assumptions that Miles isn't there. I think he can get up to 17 and a half, you know, five rebounds, four assists, four and a half assists. I mean, that's a big jump, but I think Gordon Hayward can do it because he is our veteran and you know needs to be our leader and so i'm hopeful but we'll see um and then next pj washington i'm making an assumption he's going to be our starting four just because i don't think that they would give it to anybody else um pj has been a bunch of, has been in a bunch of trade rumors especially you know that ones from last season with miles turner um but I like P.J. I want P.J. to stay, honestly. P.J. hasn't had much, you know, chances to be what I believe he can be. He's really just been sort of landlocked into this defensive stud and, you know, three, point, three and D player. I'll say three and D player, but he's been amazing on the defensive end. You saw it from the first game where he was put up against DeMontis Sabonis the very last play of the game. You know, not many people just go out there and calmly just shut down DeMontis Sabonis on the last play of a game. Um, but he's still, he's not amazing at finishing around the rim. He can throw down some monstrous dunks, but it's not really his forte. Um, but he has it in him. Um, he's hard... PJ is hard to make an assumption for because you'd think that he'll sort of be the you know big breakout player who might have a chance at comeback player of the year or not comeback player of the year. What am I thinking? Uh, most improved. Um, but you don't really know. He's sort of an anomaly. You know, good shooter, good defense, not great playmaking, but that could come with time. When he put the ball on the floor, he didn't do much with it, but I think that really will change. I can see P.J. 
maybe not being at the Miles Bridges level, but being very close. Um, and that's what I expect. Last season, 10.3, 5.2 boards, 2.3 assists, and he was playing center. I don't like him playing center. I get, you know, oh, death line up, small ball. That's sort of what the league's come to, but I don't like it. It doesn't look good. I mean, he's not big. He's six seven on a good day, honestly. On a good day, he's six seven, and that's not good enough to play your center. Now, Draymond does it. Draymond's different, though. Draymond's a complete different defensive stud. Um, But I see him a lot more as a four or a three than I do a center. You know, I, I can sort of get down with the small ball lineups with him at center, but it's not really what I want to see for the whole game. I mean, I mean, no one wants to see that for the whole game, but I don't think we'll have to worry about it as much without, you know, with Mark Williams on the team. So I think he will have a massive jump. Honestly, I think he can get up to at least 17, 18 points a game. You know, I don't know if he cracks that 20 mark. It depends on if he can improve his handling and, you know, putting the ball on the floor. Um, but I think he can jump up to probably six boards. I mean, I don't see it as being impossible. And maybe three assists. I see him going up basically in everything else. You know, it's sort of <laughs> sort of wishful thinking, but that's where I'm at. And, I mean, defensively, since I was harping on his defense so much, you know, the stats don't jump off the page at – 0.9 blocks and 0.9 steals, but when you watch the game, he's a lot more impactful than that. Um, I think he'll get up to 1.3, maybe 1.5 um, steals, maybe 1, 1.1 blocks, 1.2 blocks. I think he'll have a massive jump. I want him to be the most improved player, but that'll really depend on how much he wants it. Mason Plumley. I have Mason Plumlee at starting center to start the season. I have him possibly leaving the starting lineup around 20 games, 25 games. It all depends on how Mark projects one offense, um, which you would like to project them very high, but you can't really tell, especially off of Summer League. But Mason Plumlee, I, I'm a Duke fan. Mason is sort of – I have a soft spot for Mason, but – when it comes to the Hornets, that, that soft spot sort of disappears, truthfully. You know, he's just not the center that we need. You know, he can be great on another on another team where they already have a defensive, you know, defensive stud on the court, but we don't have that sort of defense that we need for him to be effective. Um, last season, he averaged six and a half points, seven rebounds, three point one assists. Um, but it's not really, it wasn't, it didn't feel as impactful as it really looks. Um, he had 0.7 steals or, sorry, I'm, I've completely lost my mind. He had 0.8 steals and 0.7 blocks, you know, both of those less than PJ Washington. You would expect your starting center to have more than that, but you know, he didn't, I mean, this it's just not, not what he does. The playmaking is what he does. 3.1 assists. You would like a lot better than 7.7 .7 boards out of your starting center, but that's not what he does. Mason is more so a playmaking center, which the Hornets don't need. The Hornets need a defensive center, and that's what we got. Um, so I'm not going to say much else. I mean, I think maybe he gets to about 7 points, 
Um, drops down to about seven boards and maybe three and a half assists. I mean, I don't really see him getting too much playing time when Mark Williams sort of breaks out and shows that he is the future for the Hornets. Now, backup point guard, it's it's a tough spot to gauge, but I'm, I'm going to go through the bench pretty quickly, I feel like. Um, backup point guards, I have a couple options. I have IT, I have Kemba, you know, that might be a biased Hornets fan in me, but I kind of want to see Kemba back or, you know, whoever else they put back there. I expect them to get a defensive. Well, I don't want to say that because if they bring back Kemba or IT, that's not a defensive point guard. I'd like to see them bring back a defensive point guard that can go out there and play with Book Knight, who I think will be the backup shooting guard. I mean, I don't see how you deny the 11th pick backup shooting guard. But last season, he didn't get as much playing time as you would really hope that he did. Um, he was sort of cast away to the, you know, swarm, which it was James Brago, you know, Mitch Kupchak calling out <laughs> James Brago for not playing the rookies as much as he would have liked. Um, but last season, he had... He averaged 4.6 points, 1.7 boards, and 0.8 assists, you know, averaging nine minutes per game, which isn't nearly enough for your 11th overall pick. But I think this season he's going to sort of be forced to play more. Um, you know, the one that really jumps out to me is that 0.8 assists from a shooting guard. That's not nearly enough. Um, where Again, as I mentioned, sort of when I talked about Terry, Book Knight is not a playmaking guard whatsoever. You don't expect that out of him. You're not going to get that out of him. But I think Book Knight also, very biased, I'm sure, can be a most improved candidate if he gets the playing time. Um, if he jumps up to about 25 minutes per game, I can see him getting up to you know 15 points per game. You know, If he really gets the chance to shine, 15 points per game, three boards because he's just so so athletic and I'm not seeing much improvement being made on playmaking honestly if, if you're asking me so maybe one assist maybe one and a half assists um, but Book Knight's really going to be I think he'll be an X factor on whether the Hornets are good or not um, well along with Lamella but he will sort of be that Jordan pool that off the bench that comes in provides that offensive spark um for backup small forward, I'm kind of I'm kind of torn. I'm thinking it'll have to be Cody unless they put Cody at the three or the two. I mean, um, but I have Cody down as backup three. Um, Cody Martin, this off season, four years, thirty two million dollars. I don't like it. Cody Martin is not really what I want the Hornets to be playing as their backup. Um, he plays good defense. Jumped offensively. I mean, jumped really well offensively um, from four points to 7.7. I mean, that was really good. And maybe he takes another offensive jump. I don't really see it. But, you know, there's a good chance he does, um, especially given more opportunity. He got 26 minutes per game. But, you know, I don't – think they'll improve that 26 minutes was really sort of the covid dire need minutes where he was starting um but i think cody will be that backup three unless jt thor comes in and takes over 
I mean, JT, but JT will really have to show off to take that spot away from him. But that will also complicate the lineup. You know, that'll say, where do you put Cody? Because you paid him. You can't just not play him. Um, but we'll, that'll be a, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but Cody, I think he, because he had four boards, 2.5 assists, um, 7.7 points, like I said. I think, I think he'll take a dip, especially if Book Knight becomes a back, the bench shooting guard. I think he will definitely take a dip in points. I think he'll drop to about seven. Um, I think his rebounding and his defense will be there. Four boards, you know, that sort of, I think that'll stay put. He had 1.2 steals. I can see him getting up to 1.5 if he keeps getting the same minutes. Um, and 2.5 assists, I don't really see that changing, if I'm being honest. Um, but you will have to wait and see. Backup four. I don't know if he'll play backup four, but that's sort of where I see him at right now. JT Thor may take this spot, and if and Book may get kicked out of the starting line, or the bench lineup if he doesn't really perform. But right now I have Kelly at the backup four. Kelly is... and He's hard to gauge. I mean... Kelly would go out and have 30 points one night and then have two the next night. It's, it's Malik Monk all over again, except Kelly offers a little bit more than Malik Monk did um, on defense, which isn't much defensively, but it's a little bit more than what Malik did. Um, last season, Kelly had 15 points, four boards, 1.1 assists. On 26.3 minutes, I mean... I don't see him getting nearly that much. I can easily see Kelly playing himself out of the rotation if he doesn't perform and he has the sort of up-and-down performances like he did last time. Um, I see him sort of... He's going to drop in points, I think. I think he'll drop down to about 12 points, maybe four and a half boards and 1.5 assists, maybe, if he does stay in that backup four spot. But there's not really much else to say about Kelly. Um, and at the bench five, of course, Mark Williams for the first, I said, 20, 25 games already. Um, I think he'll easily take that over. Um, it's, it's hard to tell him offensively. It really is. Um, it's, he's a lob threat. That's what you really have him for. He's not going to be this Nikola Jokic. He's not going to be Joel Embiid, at least not right now. Um, but, you know, defense is where he's going to shine. You know he's going to shine, but it'll just depend on if his offense can come around and how quickly it can come around of when he starts. Um, last season, this sort of – I have it to base it off of last season at Duke, but that's really all I have. Um he played. He had 11.2 points, 7.4 boards, and one assist, playing 23 minutes per game. He'll definitely get more than that if you ask me. Um, but he also had 2.8 blocks, which is going to drop. This isn't college. It's going to drop. And he had a half a steal. I think he can stay around 10 points per game, um, just because I think he'll get that off of lobs from Melo. Um, I think he'll average a double-double rookie year. This might be very presumptuous and very helpful, but I think he'll average 10 points, 10 boards, and I don't think he'll have many playmaking opportunities, so I think he'll have about half an assist. But defense is what everybody wants to know. I think he stays about half a steal. 
I don't see him getting many much upgraded much more. Maybe it really stealing his big man is defensive instincts, jumping passing lanes that are trying to go down low. Um, but I think he'll be right about a block and a half, two blocks per game. And that's I mean that's a lot for a rookie. That's a lot, but I think he can get it truthfully. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see. But that's where I have him at. Now for the last little bit, you know, there's a couple names I didn't mention. Kai Jones, JT Thor. Kai Jones has to improve offensively. I think he'll start off in the G League, and if he keeps showing he's that good in the G League, they'll move him to the bench somehow, some way. Um, Because, you know, his defense is there. If his defense is there, that's a big factor. But, you know, having defense be the key for him, that can I think that can be enough to get him into the rotation, just not many, very many minutes. And JT Thor... I sort of gave my JT Thor spiel. It'll depend. You know, 3 and D player It's what everybody's looking for. But can he be more than that 3 and D player? You know, can he go out and can he put the ball on the floor a little bit? But that's something we'll have to see later on. The last thing I want to talk about, and I'll talk about it very briefly, is the future of the Hornets without Miles Bridges. Assuming he doesn't come back, assuming he gets put in jail... I personally think that we just need to embrace the youth movement. Trade away Terry, trade away Gordon, trade away, you know, all these old Mason, all these older people that we that we aren't gonna have for the future. You know, I don't I don't I'm not saying we need a lineup of Mello, Book, uh, PJ, Kai and uh, Mark. That's I mean, that's not what I'm saying, but we need to definitely ship older players for picks and sort of embrace the youth movement if we don't have miles we need to go through the draft we need to try and find the next miles i'm not a big fan of us going for donovan mitchell we're going to trade our whole future for a player that's just going to get us to the first round of the playoffs that's not what i want i want championships in charlotte i want greatness i want to see that and we will not get that if we trade our entire future for donovan mitchell but that'll be a topic for the next podcast i'll try to get it out before two months (laughs) i'll try um but thank you for listening i hope you've really enjoyed it and can't wait for the or the preseason to start